I think that realizing as a coach, team's performance is not a reflection on you as a coach, as an ability. So if they're making errors, that doesn't mean you're a bad coach. And it's not something that you can quote unquote fix. And sometimes you just need to back off a little bit and let let the things pan out a little bit and and let them figure some things out. And, you know, like Alicia's team has gone back to just taking it more from a fun approach. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Mental Sweet Spot Podcast, where we share stories, tips, and advice for coaching the mental game of softball. I'm Melanie Rushing, and I'll be joined shortly by Alicia Smith for the next episode in our Mastermind installment with Wilma Wilson. Today we urge you to stop trying so hard to fix things, because sometimes the best solution is to just take a step back and let go. Most coaches get into this gig because we want to help, and nothing drives us more crazy than not knowing how to help our girls. We take pride in learning the latest drills and skills, and we work really hard trying to get to know every player and what they need as individuals in order to succeed. Sometimes, though, we don't have an answer. Even hearing that just now probably made you uncomfortable, right? You're not alone. Listen to today's episode where we have two very skilled, very successful coaches with a ton of experience discuss how they dealt with that exact situation. Today, we discuss how their girls struggled defensively because they're afraid to make a mistake, holding players accountable while still being positive, when the snowball becomes an avalanche, when you feel desperate to fix it but don't know what to do, switching the focus from stress to competition, and pressing and trying to control things that are outside of our control as coaches. Stay with us to the end to find out about your coaching resource for today. But now, let's get started with the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Mental Sweet Spot Podcast. I'm back with Alicia and Wilma, and a lot has gone on, and now we are zoomed forward to postseason. So I'm going to have them recap what's been going on, and then we'll talk about moving forward. Uh, Wilma, why don't you go first? Okay. Well, you know, we've we've had a lot of things going on over the last few weeks. We were in a in a little bit in the hunt for the conference run, but um that did not pan out for us. Um, you know, we we've been struggling defensively, um, playing behind our, our pitchers. And, you know, so you know, we lost some close games and we've been in a lot of the games and we just couldn't seem to get over the hump in some of those. Um but, you know, it is what it is. And so we are, we also have had some injuries. We've lost a couple of key players. Don't know if we'll have them back for districts yet either. So, yeah, we have a lot going on. So, you know, I mean, my attitude has just been mostly, hey, you know, we're playing with who we got. We're moving some people around. You're going to have to step up in some different positions that maybe you haven't practiced at as much. And, you know, the game is still the game. So we're moving forward and trying to do our best. Yeah, that's tough with injury. <laughs> you just you can't plan for it. You can't prepare for it. And then once it happens, it's like, okay, now what? Right. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, I know Alicia has less people on her roster, so that would be very detrimental in uh, her type situation, you know. Um, but you can always reach down to the JV level, which is never a, a perfect fit. But, you know, I've, I've done that a a couple of times in tournaments, but again, that's again changes your team chemistry. It's just not a perfect fit unless it's something you do often. So, um, yeah, pretty much, I'm just going with with what we got. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Speaking of that, let's uh, dig into that a little bit more. So, you lose a key player 
like everyone knows like once you have your rough starting lineup once you even shift one person not even due to injury but like move them somewhere else it changes the whole chemistry so what are some of the talks and things that you've had with your team going into postseason to try to get them to resettle in with the new yeah okay yeah we've really been trying to just focus on taking care of the ball that's kind of been our problem so we've just like you know fundamental softball and let's just believe that we know the game well enough that we can shift around and we can you know make decisions and i've had one girl that's really stepped up that's i've been moving her all over the place and she's done a great job so that's been a huge confidence booster for her and um you know she we turned a triple play the other day you know so um we had a an out that my scorekeeper was like how do i score that and i was like well that's a seven to eight and i said you'll never write that again in the book so we've had some positive things where kids have really you know stepped up and some fun things have happened and but we just you know about mid-season thought we were kind of on the hump of turning it over and um you know but you know i told them even you know a while ago i said you know you guys are staying true to your culture which is great you know they're still very empathetic with each other and supportive and you know those types of things that they wanted to get from their season so that's great um you know, I did have to have a talk with them the other day, though, a conversation that I thought, you know, I'm trying to reach out to figure out, you know, what can I do differently as a coach? You know, why are we making so many defensive errors? Why are we so vulnerable to that? So we tried some different things in practices, you know, being less aware, you know, being less prepared for what we were practicing in a way. I don't know if that makes any sense. Like they actually had to like yeah. turn around and then wait for a keyword before they mm-hmm. could turn around. So they were, you know, had less think time and mm-hmm. um, we'd done some things like that. And then, you know, the other day I said, you know, I really just, I was driving home on the bus. I said, it kind of hit me that I tried this approach with them. I said, you know, you guys are very good to each other and you're very, you know, empathetic and all that stuff. But I said, you know, to me, you know, you want to be there for each other, but yet you're letting each other down on the field. So you're there more for each other off the field when things don't go well, but you're not there as much for each other on the field where, you know, I think you need to have that same connection, that same competitiveness, that same, okay, I'm, I'm going to catch a ball in center field because I'm supporting you, you know? So I don't know. They kind of looked at me a little funny when I had that angle. Um, but I'm not, and I'm not sure they're, the group that can actually turn that around as far as um, physically, you know, just being like, Oh yeah, I just step it up and I can just do that. But, um, but, you know, I just thought I'd try a different route to see if they could, you know, maybe understand that they need to be a little more prepared, a little more on their toes, a little more anticipating the ball coming so that they aren't making as, as many mistakes. I totally get that. And that, that's absolutely what's happening, but I guarantee they just aren't aware. <laughs> um, yeah. But I think what you did there was you made them aware that really they they were just focusing on themselves and like they're probably just focusing on their own fundamentals, what I can do differently, what I need to do next. When really, if you just focused on helping out your teammates, all right, right. well, what does my team need from me right now? Then it allows all the doubts and overthinking to go away and allows right. your body to react to, oh, it's just another ground ball. I know yeah, this play. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we're in a big conference game and we're winning nine to eight going in the seventh inning. We have two outs and they have a little slap hitter. My pitcher throws a great inside change up for her to just pull an average ground ball to my first base <laughs> and they can't make the play. 
<laughs> so now we have a, they have a runner at first who's super fast. Then they hit a pretty routine fly ball to my center fielder, who's one of my better athletes, and um, she drops the ball. And so that girl scored all the way from first because she's super fast, tied it up. Oh, uh, yeah. So now it's nine to nine in the bottom of the seventh. We're at their place, two outs. So, you know, I intentionally walk the next two, um, get the girl next girl to hit a nice ground ball to my second baseman. And the runner interferes, hits my second baseman in the head as she's running by and we don't get the call. <laughs> And the run scores. So, you know, that we've had some bad breaks as well as injuries and things like that too, you know, but still, you know, I'm like, yeah, you got to kind of still play through that. You got to, you know, really try to take care of that ball. You can't be distracted by the fact that you just, it wasn't a huge nudge, but like her mask was turned or glasses were turned, you know? And so, you know, but just a lot of things have gone south. (laughs) Isn't that how it happens? Yeah. (laughs) That call wouldn't have happened if you were up by four. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Exactly. It's just like, but I said, you know, you know, we did so well last year and lost in the state finals. You know, you Mm -hmm. have to have some luck on your side too. It's, Mm -hmm. it's great when you're good and you have the opportunity to do that, but so many different things you're, you know, you, you can't have injuries really. Um, You just, you have to have luck on your side. Things just have to all kind of fall in place. And this is definitely the opposite of that. Yeah. So speaking of that, I thought of this earlier too, when you were talking about like dealing with injuries and dealing with the <laughs> the mental errors on the field. How do you personally as a coach kind of take that in and deal with the, the frustration and disappointment of it? Because then you do have to reframe for the girls. Yes. To try to get um, them back on track. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a yeller ever in a game. I just, as a player, I hated that and it never helped me. So, you know, I'm always trying to stay positive during the game. I did get a little upset with them when we lost that game just because it was such a simple, two simple actions that could have potentially won the game, you know. And, you know, and I I kind of, I, when I say lost it, I was just like, you know, what, what's going on? You know, what, what, what do you think you guys can do differently? How can you not be there for each other? You know, nothing crazy major, you know, one of our other coaches is a little more vocal when things happen and you know I I try to take the approach that uh you know some of the kids were like well you I kind of heard through the rumor mill that the kids are a little scared to make mistakes and you know I I said I get that you don't want to get yelled at but I said you know it's kind of part of life a little bit too that you're going to hear when you do good you know we're very supportive when you do good things we're also going to instruct you when you do you know things that we think you can improve on. So I said, you know, you got to be able to shoulder something somewhere along the line, you know, it can't be all um, patting you on the back for everything. So, you know, it, it, it is very frustrating. I've just, I've just really pulled back the reins and just trying to make a positive finish here and told them that there's no doubt in my mind that we, we could defeat any of the teams that are in our district. You know, should we have a great day where we can put it all together, you know, that we still could do that. Mm-hmm. I think the one thing I worried about, cause I was just like you, like, we'll be fine. Like, it's okay. Like it's not the end of the world, but at the same time, yeah. I want them to also be aware that like <laughs> these things are avoidable. <laughs> yeah. Like all this frustration and the fear and yeah. like the nerves it's on you to avoid it. So right. I think where Alicia would have handled it. At least you can pop on here if you want to 
put in your two cents, like she would have like gone right into the like, no, I'm holding you accountable. Whereas like, yeah. Wilma, I think you did what I would have done. Like kind of like, mm, I don't know. I'm worried you left him, let him off the hook on that one. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a hard line with the yeah. group that I have too. Like I said, you know, I would, I would take this group to a wedding and I would take in last year's group into a bar, you know, it's just, they're, <laughs> they're just like, <laughs> they're just like super nice kids. And it's, uh, you know, I hit a ground ball to the same girl that made that mistake in practice the next day I hit a ground ball, you know, harder. She makes the play. And I said, you know, I just hit that ball twice as hard as the ball that was hit to you in the game. And she's like, yeah, I know. And, you know, it's just in the heat of the moment, they, she just didn't make the play. You know, she doesn't have an answer. She, you know, so, you know, I know I try to keep in mind that I know no kid does that on purpose. And I just try mm-hmm. to get in their heads, you know, and figure out, you know, how can I help you be? And I said to them, I can't, I, you know, I can do everything and try everything with you guys. But bottom line, you guys need to be on your toes. You need to, you need to be there for each other. You need to understand that the ball's hit to you. You need to take care of the ball you know, bottom line. So yeah, there it you is. Know, I, I did lose it a little bit, but then I didn't end with, well, you know what? The sun is going to come up tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's going to be another day. That's it though. You put the ball back in their court. I love that. Yeah. That's important to see like, cause for me, I was, I could never figure out the balance of like this nice coach who didn't yell with still holding them accountable. And I think that's what you did there. And that's yeah. what I wanted to point out. And I had like, my other coach that was yelling. So, oh God. So you've had to balance know. that out yeah. anyway. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I'm not going to do that. Cause I just see Good their point. shoulders go down and things like that. When that happens, you know, the body language is very obvious with this group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Totally get that. All right. Now at least you may talk. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go get breakfast and I'll be back. <laughs> 20 minutes later, we'll get back to you, woman. <laughs> All right, Alicia, catch us up on what's happening with your team. Okay, so obviously as Wilma, I mean, we both had to deal with the same thing, but uh, the weather has been absolutely nuts. So we, we've had to cancel games and move games and the schedule has just been crazy. And even on nice days, we've had to cancel because we've gotten so much rain, our field can't handle it. So there have been, there was one stretch, I think of two weeks, two solid weeks where we could not practice defense on our, on our dirt because it was so sloppy and so messy. So we could only hit and, you know, kind of hang out in the outfield. And even if it was raining a little bit, we'd still be outside just to be outside. So we've had to kind of deal with that on, we have been very, very fortunate, knock on wood, I'm knocking, um, with injuries. We have, you know, your tweaked ankles and um, definitely cut up knees and bruises, but we've been very fortunate, very, very fortunate to to stay healthy all season long. Um, we've kind of picked and choosed a few days in between some games and things like that to give them off so they can rest. I think that that is one thing I've been very mindful of this year. In fact, we gave them Friday off um, and Saturday and Sunday, a long day week, a long weekend for them to just kind of really recoup. So I guess for the past few weeks, you know, we, we still in the very beginning of the month had, had those innings that, you know, we'd play really well for six innings and it was always one inning of just catastrophic sometimes or snowball effect that had happened and over and over. And, you know, we were playing a little bit better. Um, but they still weren't at their potential. And, and this is when I was listening to women talk, it just kind of shows and highlights the complete different coaching styles we have. 
but still can be just as effective, right? And I think it all depends and is 100% reliable on the relationships you have with your kids. So um, we were, we went to a tournament where we had three games uh, back to back to back. It was on a Saturday and the very first game, we played a very good team. Don't get me wrong. They were a very good team. Um, we ended up losing 16 to zero. And the, the kind of like I had talked about one of the previous games in April where it was just error after error after, I think we had eight. And it was just, I'm watching a team that is not my team. I'm watching a team completely fall apart on the field. And I, I didn't know what to do. Like you just get to that point where you start questioning over and over and over, what else could I possibly do for this group of girls who I see so much potential in? You know, and I think that that happens to every coach, no matter what level, no matter how experienced you are, you're going to have those moments, I think, where you doubt yourself and you doubt what you've been doing. And I was really desperate. I became desperate is what happened because I had tried different things at practice. I tried yelling at them. I tried patting them on the back. I tried encouraging them. I kind of have like, I always kind of relate it to a deck of cards, right? I'm playing my cards along the, along the season and what I think is going to work at, at a certain time. So after that game was over, we went very far out into the outfield and I got super emotional and I just started crying. And I said, please tell me what I can do to fix this. Because as a coach, I think that's, that's all we want to do, right? We want to fix things. We want to make it better. And I said, tell me what you're feeling. Tell me what you're thinking, please. So I can fix it because I can't fix it if I can't know what you're thinking and feeling. And it was dead silent. And it made me even more upset. And I realized in that moment, they don't know either. So if I don't know, they don't know it's just, it's not a good combination. So I, I told them that I would like them to go get some food. I would like them to stay in the dugout because the last thing they needed to do was go outside of the dugout and talk to their parents because that doesn't help any situation in those moments because parents are emotional. I even saw parents on the sidelines. You could see their body language and, and things like that. So I wanted them to stay together. And my assistant coach stayed out with me in the, in the outfield. And we had this moment where she's like, she reminded me of why I coach. And she reminded me of all the players that in the past have played for me and the things that they say or contact me or, you know, just that, that perspective that I desperately needed because it was, it's hard to lose. It's hard to lose that badly, especially when you're used to winning. And that's what it came down to. Um, I, I, I didn't put as much stock in the losses that that's not just my team out there. So um, one of the dads went and got, got a bunny, just this little stuffed bunny. And he goes, coach, one time when I was coaching travel, this, this same thing happened and I went and got a bunny. So it's mm -hmm. not a rabbit's foot, but it's a bunny. And here's some starburst. So the kids stuck the bunny out like in the fence. So the, so the tail was facing the inside. And then they went out and played hacky sack and, and Hannah had them, my assistant coach had them doing all these fun games and they were laughing and joking around. And then all of a sudden the next game, they were fine. And we played two really tough games. Um, we were, we won one and lost one, but they were started to kind of play better. And then leading up into the next week, we were playing um, a really tough schedule because we had so many games back to back to back. So I realized that, that, that next day I went to the field because I had to get something from the field. And I, I took a walk by myself on the field because that's kind of like my, my peaceful place, right? And I, I walked past all the banners and I had this 
I had this talk with myself because I had to recenter myself and I had to get perspective in order for me to be my best for my girls. And I looked at those banners, which represent, you know, the championships. And I said, you know what, this is not your legacy, Alicia. Your legacy has nothing to do with the wins. It has everything to do with the names underneath. And those kids mean everything to you. And you need to be able to remember that, that this program is something that's important to a lot of people. So the wins don't matter. What matters is your relationship with these kids and the fact that they can eventually become the best version of themselves. That's my goal, right? So I came home and then that week I decided that I needed to stop pushing so hard because that's what was I realized I was doing. I was pushing so hard. It was, I was desperate and the kids were feeling that, right? So <clears throat> I'm sitting at work one day and I'm like, I'm gonna do something to just create some fun for these kids. So I'm like, I'm gonna create softball bingo. So I, I printed up this huge piece of paper that had different things all over the board, like hit an RBI, a quality at bat, hit a home run, turn a double play, make a DSPM play, whatever it was. I just created this board and I came to the game that day and I taped up this thing and I said, all right, guys, we're going to play a game within a game. And I explained the rules and their faces just lit up like my shortstop is like, I'm winning. So <laughs> I said, OK, so they they started to just really have fun again. And that was the piece that was missing. And then we had played our um, our crosstown rival as well that same week. And the energy that came out of those kids, they started doing the, the whole, like the kids locked arms in the dugout and there was a girl outside the dugout running back and forth and they were kind of doing the roller coaster thing and screaming and yelling and they just let loose. And they played flawless defense and the pitchers were doing amazing and they were hitting home runs and they, they turned a double play and the whole team jumps up and down and literally runs at each other like, like little 10 year olds, you know, <laughs> I'm like, this is, that's it. Like there it is. Right. So we carried that same energy into the weekend, played two super competitive, really close games. Uh, one, one, one and lost one. And uh, it was the difference between the loss and the second game was my second baseman made an outstanding diving play towards first base and knocked the ball down and had it in her glove and just couldn't get it out of her glove in time to throw it to first base. I mean, it was just such an awesome effort, but there, there are videos that my parents sent me where the kids are jumping up and down and you see their ponytails and their braids just going with them and celebrating and letting loose. And I, I called you, Mel, and I said, my kids found their heart today. And that's the thing I've been waiting for all year because we've been telling them all year long how good they are. But until they recognize it, until they realize it, and until they believe it, it doesn't matter how much you say. So that's that's kind of the thing I've just been waiting for all season long. Um, and now we're headed into postseason. And I don't know if you remember way back into the very first week or the actually it was the very first doubleheader. I was, wasn't very happy with some of the things that had happened. And I told them that if people who had previously worn this uniform were watching you in that game, they would have been embarrassed. So I took that theme, I guess, about wearing the Madawan uniform and what it means and asked several of my former players to write letters to my team on what the Madawan uniform meant to them. And it is unbelievable the things that I have gotten back from former players. Like reading these things just make me cry. And I, in fact, read one to you over Mel over the phone. Oh, and voice, so good. I voice cracked a couple of times. And I'm like, oh. I mean, it just, it just gives me such perspective that I need um, sometimes. And these kids are reading these, these letters and it's, 
there's a common theme. They're all written in a different way and they all write them in their own way, but there's a common theme and common thread through all of it that is just so moving to me and so inspiring to me and hopefully inspiring to the kids about what that uniform means and the culture and the fighting for everything and playing for, you know, your team and the program and blood, sweat and tears. That's actually something, a, a theme that's been mentioned in two or three letters. So I'm, I'm very happy to share these with these girls because <clears throat> I've got two seniors who, who now have just been playing out of their minds. I mean, just so well because they feel, they feel it, but they're enjoying it. You know, they're, they're not putting too much pressure on themselves and having a good time and, and I'm really excited. I love postseason. I'm. I have already that nervous energy, I have for the last couple of days in a good way. So I'm really excited to start, and we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yes, I love that, and I love how you said you. Fa they found their heart. Like again, like even with Wilma's girls, like it's they have to find it. It's our job to lead them there which is the hardest part like why can't i just point and say there it is go go get it <laughs> like we've been here before we know where it is it's right there go get it but no you just have to lead them and let them find it because like you said in the beginning like we're trying to fix it because that's our job is to to coach and teach and fix things but yeah when they finally do click and get it it's always on their own right <laughs> yeah and it has to be that way it, it, right you can't yeah. Wilma said it too, like you can't play for them. You can't put that heart in them. You can't put the passion in them. You can help guide them. And, and I think I was just simply trying too hard because I, I became desperate. <laughs> I know they felt that because when they looked at me in that huddle and could not answer the questions, I knew they didn't know. So it, it, I just said, okay, what are some other things we can do besides me just endlessly talking? Cause that clearly wasn't working. What else can we do? and to help them find that. So I tried yeah. and it happened. I think it was a small part of it, but at the end of the day, those kids, I give those kids all the credit in the world for just letting go and playing and finding, finding it because they allowed, you know, they allowed themselves to just play. And that's what I truly appreciate about your style. Wilma is like, that's what I was trying to get out before is like, you have this way of like taking the things, of course you see what's going on. You see how they can get better, but, you do a very good job, even with assistant coaches, parents, everybody else, like saying the things that they should be doing. You have a really good job of taking that step back and saying like, here, it's yours. It's yours to take when you're ready. Yeah. Well, I think that helps them when you do it a long time, you understand that there's going to be a lot of good times, you know, and, and I, I love how Alicia doesn't equate the season with wins and losses, which is where I'm at too. You know, I mean, I, I'll take a good two to one loss anytime if we play at our potential and the team, mm -hmm. other teams just better, you know, no problem there whatsoever, but you know, um, so yeah, I, I, but it's awesome also that her team came out and really did some fun things, you know, and just, and got back to playing instead of performing. You know, that's one thing we've talked about too, is let's just play the game. It's, it is a game. Let's just play the game and not feel like you have to be this, robot performing the, these skills and that you get demerits when you don't perform well and different things, you know, just go out and really just play the way you can and have fun. I love that. Yeah, that's, that's been so obvious. The fun part has been so obvious. And, and I love the way Wilma says that just playing that performing. Um, there was one play that my shortstop made, she was going 
she had to turn around and run straight to the outfield and the wind was blowing and she dove towards the fence of outfield extended on a short pop fly and she was the only one that could get it and caught the ball turns gets up on her knees and throws <laughs> her space for the double play and that is awesome. i think the most like crazy my team has gone even like defense pumps me up more than like a home run does mm -hmm. yeah and something and to watch them celebrate that and the pitcher my pitcher we have a video of it like we're like well where'd those ups come from like she was just going crazy and i'm like they're like then I, I felt so much better and I like had this huge exhale because I'm like that, there it is. Like that's their potential. They're just playing. They're having fun again. And to watch that as a coach is the most rewarding thing. I think that moment, not the, not the wins or losses, but that moment I think was one of the most rewarding points for me for the season. Yeah. We had a similar thing too in our last <clears throat> doubleheader and we've had so many things pushed together too. It's, I feel so bad for these kids, you know, and even like my seniors are playing like four doubleheaders in a week because of the weather. They're taking their senior exams, but you know, just a lot of things going on. But we, I'm a, uh, the girl that I said that was really stepping up as a senior that um, was playing second base in this particular game. And we, they had runners on first and second, no outs. And, uh, like a little slapper up. And so we were playing like a slap defense where my second baseman's up and she, uh, she's, she's kind of this melatonin kind of kid and, you know, kind of needs instruction on almost everything all the time. Do I, should I play here? Should I do this? How many feet should I be away? But, you know, very, uh, structured. And, uh, the girl kind of hit this little pop-up that, that my second baseman ran in and dove for and caught. And then she turns over on her bottom, throws to first base to get that girl. My first baseman actually threw to second to get that girl. And I was like, oh my God, we just turned a triple play. And, I didn't even have to tell them what to do, <laughs> which is great. You know, it was a little yeah. realization for me. I was like, okay, they they do get it. You know, they do get the parts of it. You know, it's just that they can't always do it, you know. And then we had another play kind of in slap defense too. Uh, there was a runner at first. I put her hit one over my third baseman. My left fielder was playing, you know, kind of in a slap defense short, shortened mode and picks up the ball and throws it to my center fielder who's now – standing on second base for a force out. <laughs> so that was the seven to eight line. And I was just like, okay. I'm, I was you know, wondering, I, I was like, I can't yeah. even figure out how this works. <laughs> That's how that works. Yeah. So, I mean, those two great plays, you know, we ended up getting on the bus. We lost those games. We, you know, didn't claim the position we were hoping to claim in conference on that, but I was so over it just because they had done some really cool things and they were very excited about it. Oh, that's so cool. And I love it. And those are the moments where like, if you do it right all season, you stay patient. <laughs> like that's, that's what happens. Those show yeah. up. Yeah. And so that was good. That was after the games when we made the two crazy oh. errors, you know, that were just simple yeah. plays. So oh, good. Like, okay, well, better. you guys can pull this play out of your hat, but well, trouble fielding a ground ball. <laughs> <laughs> that was my MO as a player. My dad would always just shake his head. Yeah. <laughs> can make the amazing plays and then that routine stuff sneaks up on you. He, and then he, what he would call the wicket shot. Ah. You know? mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's the key though. Wilma said is that patience and you know, I start when, when the calendar flips from April to May, I think for, for our season in high school in Michigan is when you start recognizing things really need to start getting better at this moment too. You know, and I think there's that, that was in the back of my mind, but I, I had not, necessarily had the patience maybe I should have either 
because the other thing we had done in the middle of all of this is uh, changed our defensive lineups based on um, who was pitching. Because with only 10 players, we don't have a lot of options. So that was one of the things we did. We completely just changed about three or four positions based on who was mm. pitching. So I have, an, I have one girl that plays outfield and first base, third base and outfield, pitcher and third base, pitcher and first base. So there's a, there's a lot of different things. And also then that two it, during that time frame, that two week time that two week time frame that I had mentioned earlier, that we we didn't get to practice defense for two straight weeks. It was only games, you know. So it was just like in my head, I'm like, oh my god, they're not ready, and we need to we we need to have more practice, but we can't. What do we do? Yeah. So I think I just had to be a little more patient through that process as well, and and get over the fact. You know, I think it's in my in my head. I need to get over the fact that these kids need to be in one position and play one position the whole time. And that's how yeah. they're going to be the best because these kids have played softball for so long. And a lot of these kids played the different positions on their travel ball team. Right. And I wasn't patient enough through that process either. I think when I noticed you in particular get into that pressing state, you say need a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do. And I, and I try not to because I've, I've, even though I've done this so many years over and over this, this ramping up to postseason type thing. Um, it's different for every team. It's different for every year that that light switch or light bulb moment happens at different stages, but it always happens. Mm-hmm. And I, I felt like I, I felt like it should be happening sooner than what it was. And that's where I got into my own head a little bit and, and had to kind of just take that realization that I needed to step back. Yeah, but I agree, Alicia, that I think the weather has honestly played a huge role in it because like we had that week that you talked about in May where we're, you know, we're practicing in the gym and I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't hit you ground balls in the gym now that you've played outside for a month. No, You know, you just, (laughs) you, you just cannot do that stuff and it's just so unrealistic and, and they get rusty if you per se, you know, I mean, they just, it's not the same routine that you would be doing in the month of May and it's not the same spread of your games. You go you know, 10, 10 days without playing a game. And then you got to play, you know, four double headers in a week. And, right. and that, I think that that has really played on, on things as well, you know, and, and you can say, well, it's the same for everybody, which it is, but everybody, everybody tackles it a little differently and everybody's, you know, every team handles that all a little differently. Absolutely. And I think the facilities that we have are different than other people's facilities. Right. Too. Mm-hmm. So I, I did the same. I refused to hit a ground ball in the gym. We just mm-hmm. didn't go inside. We did yep. spend more time on some of the mental pieces. Um, those are things that we definitely could do in the rainy days. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then and then do some more hitting type challenges uh, yeah. and things like that when we could use our cage and use the outfield. So that's, I mean, we just used what we had at the time and had to stay off the dirt. Yeah actually stay off the mud because that's what it was. Oh, I was like, dirt, our, our field, crazy. which is crazy. Cause our field, it handles water so well. It's just it, one, it hasn't gone more than two days in a row without raining. So one, one rain and it's like muddy again, it hasn't had time to dry out. So, right. And then it turns into like cement. Yes. Yes, exactly. It's <laughs> oh either, it's either mud or hard as a rock. No yeah. 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 We've had that going on too. So final I guess, piece of advice for coaches to manage that, <laughs> that pressing in your mind where you get to like, oh, we need to, or like the, I, the control uncontrollables get so frustrating. Like you can't get out and get a dang ground ball for practice. Yeah. What is one thing that helps you guys refocus, recenter or regain perspective to just get back to, okay, well then what can I do? 
Well, I don't know. For me, it's just trying to keep it all in perspective and just realizing, you know, that there are a lot of things that we as coaches try to control that we can't really, you know, I talk to my kids about controlling their controllables. And then like Alicia, you know, I think we as coaches, we start pressing too much on trying to control things that we necessarily can't. And, and sometimes you just need to back off a little bit and let, let the things pan out a little bit and, and let them figure some things out. And, you know, like Alicia's team has gone back to just taking it more from a fun approach, which is awesome, you know. So I think you just keeping it in perspective and understanding, you know, we talked, you know, I talked to my team a little bit about what's what's some of your best games you remember and, and what happened, you know, we came to practice one day and we were like, God, do you guys remember that game in, Com- or, you know, let's just say in Comstock last year? And, and my girls were like, uh, no, I was like, I picked, just picked out one player. And I said, Jordan, don't you remember making an error in that game? And she was like, mm, not really. And I said, yeah, me either. And you didn't. I said, it just goes to show that, you know, it's, it's, it's the immediate things that sure. There'll be some really big things that'll hang on you sometimes for years, but I mean, it's, you're not going to remember all that little nitty gritty stuff. It's the stuff that, you know, Oh, I bet you can tell me what happened on the bus ride. You know, it's it's the things that they find that are fun, that are team bonding, that keep them glued together and at a different level that, you know, that they'll never forget softball, you know. And I think that's important. One of my seniors the other day, she's like, I'm so ready to be over with high school. And then she said, got this real sad face. And she's like, well, except for softball. <laughs> so that, you know, that's nice to hear that uh-huh. that's something that they enjoy doing that they they already know, realize that they're going to miss. How yeah. about you, Alicia? I think Wilma said it really perfectly. I, I can't put, I can't, I can't say it any better because I, I think that realizing as a coach, one team's performance is not a reflection on you as a coach, right. As, as an, as an ability. So if they're making errors, that doesn't mean you're a bad coach and it's not something that you can quote unquote fix. You know what I mean? You in controlling your controllables is really important for them because they feed off you. They rec- they do not want to disappoint you. They do not want to disappoint you and let you down. Um, besides your, their teammates, you are second in line. At least when I ask my kids, you know what what are they thinking or or what are, what are you afraid of? They will always say, "We don't want to disappoint my, the teammates, and we don't want to disappoint you." And that's that's a big responsibility you have as a coach, right? So making sure that they realize that you are not disappointed in them. And unless of course there's something that that's tied to performance, right? That's a whole nother conversation if that's the attitude and things like that. But the, those controllables and their performance, I make sure that they know that I'm not disappointed in them for that at all. And you can't, you can't play for them. It's hard. It's really, really hard as a coach to watch. And there's things that, you know, I take notes during the game of things we need to work on. Like, oh, we haven't practiced this first and third play enough. And we found out in the middle of the game, for example, that my catcher misunderstood our first and third defensive calls. (laughs) Oh, no. Okay, so no problem. We have to write that down as something that we need to make sure is on the same page. Because if she's not on the same page with me, when it comes to that, that's on me. You know what I mean? So we can't play for them. So when you have one of those games that's just the snowball effect, you you have to put that stuff into perspective all the time. and, And you cannot... You cannot do it for them until they realize themselves, their own potential and their own confidence and their own fun. You know, you're just a guide. You're just a guide for them to be able to try to help them get there. 
but um, you can push too hard at times. And that's definitely what I did this, this, uh, this year for up until when I figured that out myself. So lesson learned for Alicia. Now, how about you? For today's coaching resource, we give you a reminder that we all need sometimes to stop trying so hard. If you believe in hard work and tend to want to fix things immediately, we've got a phone background for you. It's a gentle nudge that says, take a breath, step back for a minute, and trust that it'll work out. Then and only then will the solution actually present itself. So grab your background at mentalsweetspot.com forward slash episode 53. If you really want to make an impact on those you coach, you need to make sure you stay in the mindset of trusting, not pressing. And that's much easier to do with the support system of coaches who've been there. That's what we're offering them more with our limited time bonus experience. First, you and your entire team get access to the Dream Team Blueprint, which has been upgraded and renamed the best season ever mental performance system. And as a bonus, you coach get six weeks of personalized support from our entire team. In addition to myself and Alicia, that team now includes mindset and health master TJ Leader, sports parent Yoda, Stacey Mahoy, and teen confidence whisperer Jen Starkey. Even if you're not in season right now or summer ball is in full swing, this is the perfect opportunity to boost your players' performance and get the support and training you need. All for less than the price of a new bat. To learn more, head to www.mvpla.net. That's mvpla.net forward slash best season ever online and each of those words are capitalized so it's mvpla.net forward slash best season ever online or you can just head to this web page and click the link there (laughs) thank you guys for joining us today in the meantime have a great week and we hope to see you there have a good one